When the art day gets rough, you just gotta keep on punching. And here's your Thunder Punch Daily with Jersey Droz. So the last couple episodes have been about behaving responsibly and navigating things with careful intention. Now I'm going to switch gears and talk about transgressing. And this one is going to be um, more aimed at people who work with young students. However, uh, I think the principles that I'm going to explore here um, have um, application to a lot of different kinds of audiences. And it really re revolves around this idea of addressing the notion that students without the context that you have with your art don't know what doing it right looks like. They don't have that context yet. And you know as an artist that there's multiple ways of arriving at quote-unquote right. And even maybe you have a healthy relationship with the word correct or right with your art in the sense that what does that even mean? You know, um, does the audience like it? How how you arrive at getting, um, making something that connects with readers or an audience, um, often doesn't have a prescription, right? That's one of the great things about the arts is that there's a lot of ways to get there, and you as the teacher are sort of the guide to help get, guide them on their own path to that, right? That said, the student doesn't know that. I have faced I don't know how many times. Um, Students who show up with a certain degree of anxiety, and not even anxious students, just they, but they have an anxiety about wanting to do it "quote unquote" correctly. Um, and remember, you don't have you don't know necessarily what their relationship is with art, whether or not they've had a lot of art classes in school. Even maybe, and I've had this happen before. Maybe they're paralyzed by praise. They've been given a lot of encouragement and a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, language that suggests you're really the best at this. And now I don't want to fail. I don't want to fall off that pedestal, right? So, any number of reasons can contribute to the student showing up wanting to do it, quote unquote, correctly. And part of our job, as I see it, is to dismantle that idea of what correct is. Um, to allow them to explore and be creative. Um, being creative often looks like breaking the rules. So I try to find um, playful and healthy ways to transgress in the room to encourage the students to transgress as a first step to get them to liberate themselves from this whole constraint of trying to please teacher and do a really good job and show how talented they are, you know? And one of the ways I do this with young students is I'll bring in some toilet humor. And because it, poop and pee jokes and jokes about butts are, you know, that is the 11-year-old's transgressive art, right? <laughs> um, th this literally happened to me yesterday. I'm not making this up. Like, you know, when stand-up com comedians are always like, oh, just a week ago, I was at Times Square and blah, blah, blah happened. You know, they weren't literally there a week ago, but they're saying this to keep it, like, conceptually integrated into what they're doing in front of you. But this, this honest and for true happened yesterday. I was showing um, an amethyst page to my 12-year-old students, um, and it's a page that is on my Comics Are Great site, and the title of the blog post is Why Everybody Who Loves Comics Should Read Amethyst. And one of the students noticed that one of the characters, the way they were posed, they were kind of sticking their butt out at the camera. And 
he said it in a way that suggests like he thought he might get penalized for bringing attention to that. But he was also giggling in that way that children do when they're like, I'm talking about butts in front of a grown up. I'm not supposed to do that. And I integrated that into the class. I'm like, and like, so, when I referred to it, I said, as you know, as this young man pointed out, um, his, his very ample buttocks is intruding on the next panel and the room erupted in laughter. And, but I didn't bring here, let me make the distinction here is I don't introduce that kind of humor with gusto. I don't make it clear that I'm pandering to them. Hey, you like the butts, right? You know, I just talk about it very matter of factually because this is part of the, the spell I'm trying to cast here is that, yeah, we can talk about butts. And because that's part of art too. Art is including all sorts of ideas, even ideas that other adults may say we're not supposed to talk about. We could talk about this is a safe space to talk about all, the, all sorts of weird things that go into creativity. And this is breaking down that convention of doing it right. Um, so I'll even say, even if the student doesn't bring it up, but if I see a student who's struggling with something, really having a hard time, like this, this is another true story, but this one's from years ago. A student has a, having a really difficult time understanding how to draw characters expressing a lot of emotion. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, they, they were all like standing in very similar poses. And I was like, well, how do they feel here? How do they feel here? And the student really couldn't tell me. I was like, okay, well, let's see if we can take your story. And I'm going to give you uh, an idea of where you can go with this. Let's suppose in this next scene, your character gets violent diarrhea. And I just said it very matter of factually like that. And they go in the bathroom and they're like, oh my gosh, this diarrhea is so violent. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. How big of an emotion is that? Is it a big emotion or a small emotion? And this kid lit up like a firecracker. Suddenly he was pantomiming what it looked like. I'm like, there you go. That's the pose. Now, I want to see if you decide to go ahead with this violent diarrhea idea, I want to see the emotion on that character when they're having their violent diarrhea. And suddenly the kid was reinvested in the work. It wasn't a scary thing. It wasn't a thing he was doing wrong. It was thing where he, a thing where he had permission to go in all sorts of places, provided that he explore it, the, explore the ideas that the class is exploring together in terms of, in that case, emotional storytelling. So again, for, for my approach is I try not to put too much relish on it when I introduce that idea, but, and, I, and I don't do it all the time, uh, but I save it in my back pocket as a tool for when I see a young student is not very motivated, um, when I see that the students are struggling and I perceive that it's something to do with a uh, lack of confidence that they can achieve what they think I want. Um, introduce some kind of, and, and this is, I'm, I'm encouraging you to think for yourself, like well, what kind of ways would you introduce transgression into the classroom to point to the fact that there's no right or wrong answer here. The idea is to explore playfully. And if you want to do something that has a little bit of gross out humor, you totally can. If you want to do something that explores some scary ideas, you totally can. I'm not here to tell you what to draw. I'm here to help you learn how to draw. Okay, this is part of the Art Sound Off Challenge, artsoundoff.com, where me and my buddy Rob Sensinger are challenging ourselves and, by extension, everybody else to check in over the month of November with an audio journal about your art. My theme this year is the Teaching Artist Edition, where I'm just sharing ideas about how I think about being a teaching artist and how it's improved my work as an artist. And uh, if you do decide to play along, you can pick your own theme, your own topics. There's some prompts at artsoundoff.com. Um, if you share them, please use the art sound off hashtag. You don't have to share them though. You could do it just for the practice of it. But if you do do it for the practice of it, it'd be cool if you showed up for one of the lean into art episodes where we talk about it 
and maybe share your experiences. You don't have to share the, the recordings, but you could share like what, how you felt and how, how do you feel different after doing it? Do you feel different after doing it? Um, if, if you don't, why are you the same, do you think? Those are the kinds of thinking and questioning and reflection that Rob and I get really excited about. Um, so I will be back tomorrow with another Thunder Punch Daily. Until then, remember everybody. In today's story, I asked my father for permission to do something I wanted to do. When he didn't give it to me, I did it anyway. I was lucky. Nothing happened to me. But it could have. Now, maybe mothers and fathers aren't always right. But if they don't always let us do something we want to do, there's generally a pretty good reason. All in all, I think it's pretty nice to have someone who's always trying to do what's best for us and who loves us enough to say no when it would be much easier to say yes.